I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two. I am joined by look, probably <laughs> one of like the most famous people I've ever had the pleasure of talking. Oh no! You know, honestly, <laughs> sorry, I was like, I just rushed to the toilet in the break, and I was like, out. <laughs> yeah, reading me notes and sort of thinking, you know, like, let me just make sure I get it right. And I'm reading all of your songs, and I'm like, no, you are. <laughs> fucking icon mate like i loved so i love so many of your songs like that Thank one you, you did with e17 <gasps> no i can't I've, i'm like a bag of strangled cats and i'm certainly not singing in front of you fucking hell oh, you're allowed you're allowed Right. Before I go on and continue my questions, do you ever get that? Do you ever get people like on nights out or in restaurants coming up to you and singing your songs to you? Is it cringe or do you love it? No, I do love it. Just don't sing into my food. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I do Popping love those peas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, mate. So we are in 1993. Yeah. Dreams has just been released yeah. and it goes straight to the top of the UK yeah. singles chart. Did yeah. you expect it to be such of a big hit? Hell no. I mean, it was one of those things where when I think about it, I don't think a lot of people did. I had a lawyer at the time who I was going through a bit of a legal issue with the song. And he was like, oh, just go and forget that one and go on to another one. And I looked at him and I was like, no, I fired him subsequently after that. But then we went straight into number two, then number one. So, but I never expected it. So, you know, the fact that he did, it was like, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I think, like I said, all the, the haters, I shouldn't talk about haters because we're in the 50s. I'm in my 50s now and it's over... 30 years ago, but like I said, it never leaves you. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah. You didn't take a dip. But then I, oh, honestly, like, I know a woman to be like turning the other cheek and, yeah. you know, hurt people, hurt people, women, I feel sorry yeah. for them and all that. But honestly, mate, like, I think, fuck, honestly, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I being petty? Am I allowed to be petty? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to be petty. If somebody consistently made you feel some yeah. type of way about yeah. something that made you happy, yeah. then yeah. I think they're a bit shit. And we're no, allowed to true. be it's like, true. we're true. allowed to be a bit spiteful. Like, no, you know it's true. It's true. We're just human. Yeah, we are, after all. Um, so what was your first TV performance? Because obviously I know you did Top the, Top the Pops over the years plenty of times, but yeah. was it your first ever one? What was your first It was one? my first ever TV one. I'd never done a television prior to that. And it was like, it was weird because obviously growing up and watching the show and seeing all your favourite people on there and, you know, just leaving that time and, then, you know, having a little jig in your living room or in my case, in my bedroom. So to actually be doing that and I couldn't believe it. It was surreal. Um 
yeah, it was just crazy. And, you know, now when I look back, I think, oh, my God. And then I would have to keep going back, you know, and it, it was just fun. And But, yeah, it was my first ever TV performance, something that I could never have imagined. And now I feel a bit of a novice. <laughs> nice. That's a bit of a, like a bap. Talk about a baptism of fire, girl. Yeah, like you couldn't have just done like a little one to wet your whistle. Yeah. You went balls to the wall, Gabrielle. The main one, exactly. Yeah. That was that was fun. Yeah. And who else was on it at the same time? Can you remember? You know something. Everyone keeps asking me this question. I don't. I'm all I remember at the time. I think it would have been four non blondes would have been in the charts, but I can't remember if we were on then. I think I took UB40 off the number one position. But if I'm honest. I can't remember who was there that day just because, yeah. you know what I mean? You're just caught up in this whirlwind and it was like, what was I going to wear? And, you know, just everyone, just just lots of noise. And at the same time, me looking around and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing Told the Pops. And just things like, oh, my God, the studio is not as big as you thought it would be. but Never is. Never you know is. what I mean? But outside <laughs> that, I thought I was almost in my own little bubble of just emotions that where I'd, where I'd come from and where I was currently standing, which was on top of the pops that my family were going to see and any, you know, any of my small amount of friends that I had at the time. So yeah, that was it. That It was all about me, me, I, I. So at the time, whoever was there, I know they were amazing, but I don't remember them. And it should have been about you because that was your yeah. moment. That was what you'd been yeah. working towards. So exactly. No, you are, I'm glad that you enjoyed it and were very present. I really did. Good, good, good. Over the years, mate, you had loads more hit singles. Go yes. Norway, give me a little more time. Walk uh-huh. up by if you ever, obviously yes. 17. Yeah. Doing all these amazing things, like enjoying this success yeah. must have been incredible, exciting, and all these brilliant yes. things. Gotta ask, who was the most famous person you ever met? Oh my god. I've uh... You know something? Who is the most famous? I mean, I've met Lionel Richie. I've met, met Elton John. Now, you know what? For me, the person, they were all incredible. I would have to say the most famous person for me that was someone that was like meeting a king. And I've met Prince himself. <laughs> and I've met Prince Charles, both of them. Not any of them. It was Nelson Mandela. Oh, I can say that. I, I met Nelson Mandela. And that was a feeling of... It was it was phenomenal. It was a Labour Party com, com, Labour Party conference centre. I've been invited. I'm not into politics, but I've been invited to sing like Dreams with a school choir, and he oh. would be there. And basically, when I finished performing, he was like, "I wanted to come and dance." I'm like, "You should have done." So for me, he's the most memorable, and I, I would say he's probably one of the most famous people in the world. He was yeah. definitely he's like, so. Yeah, I met yeah. you, but he for me, he was. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That is yeah. a, like yeah. I was, that was pretty, my, my the most famous person. Yourself excluded. It's probably Eamon Holmes. Oh, <laughs> I love Eamon, but I love it. Who doesn't love Eamon Holmes? Though? I know he's been on all our te- all our TV, so we always felt like we knew him, right? So yeah, yeah. know him. He's still going. King of daytime telly. Yeah, um, exactly. Not quite Nelson Mandela, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. This bit gets a bit hazy for me, but for you, right. I'm, I'm relying on you to fill in the gap. Okay. I can just remember you being super successful and having yeah. a great time and everybody loving all your songs. Yeah. And then you had like a little hiatus. Yes. What in, what inspired that? Was it forced hiatus? Was, were, was there something else you wanted to do with your life? Like explain to me what was happening in that period. Right. So my hiatus, whenever I have a hiatus, because it wasn't just one, it literally was, I'd go away 
and have like every three years I was bringing up music. But my kids, I would say that the time I had my son and then my daughter came along and then it was a case of it was more about family and you know thankfully I had my mum who you know she was a, a, a social worker who gave up her work to look after my children and as soon as when I wasn't making music I was just doing the school run and all the normal things going and watching their plays being a nuisance on the you know at that sports day when my son recalls mum do you remember when I was running and you, it was raining and you're running along my side and by my side with this umbrella I was so I'm so embarrassed he's like 28 now but you know things like that I'm like well you've got a son you just wait until you know yeah you will <laughs> So, but it was just things like that. And then it was just one of those things. And then I think the longest time I was away, I can't remember the time, but before the Under My Skin album, I think I'd been away for about 11 years. And although I'd been making music or writing, I, I wasn't actively making an album, you know what I mean? So um, it was just, it came at a time when it was a bit of a standstill. I was more just focusing on being at home and my kids were growing up. And then now they're both offhand. Um, and although I've got my grandson, I'm like, yeah, you chose to have a baby. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun right now. So I'm still yeah. being a grandma and having fun. But aside from that, there were so many things going on in my personal life. But when I could finally just land on my feet in terms of emotionally, you know, I've just given my all to my kids. It was a case of now, what do I want to do now? They're, you know, they're both, I don't have to worry about the school run and parents evenings all those things so now it just became a case what do I want to do and I just fully immersed myself back into music and the beauty of it was I didn't have to worry about oh, I've got to go on a tour but I have to keep coming back home because my mum's looking after the kids I went away for a tour a 32 date tour last year and I came home once in six weeks because it was which would never have happened I'm like oh my god my kids are big just <laughs> make sure there's no parties at the house when I, you know that it's tidy but it's time we get back but yeah so I you know in terms of the hiatus it was definitely necessary I wasn't that artist who felt they needed to come out all the time um, to be remembered or to make music but maybe I would have been more successful but uh, like the reality of this world it was kind of churning that music but it wasn't me and it's not me and it's only now that I've been consistently kind of back since 2021 I was doing like I did a tour then tour last year then I've got another one lined up for next year but you know in terms of all my absences I think have been very necessary yeah and especially good for my mental health I'd say and now I'm back and you can't stop me. <laughs> you know what? Like, that's, you are actually so ahead of your time, Gabrielle. Like, listening to you talk, uh-huh. I, I I know now, you know, people are often saying things like, oh, you know, take a break, protect your mental health. Like, yeah. can't yeah. go from an empty cup. And yeah. you should take time off and have your children yeah. celebrate them when they're young because they're only yeah. young once. Precisely. Actually, all of these mindsets are incredibly yeah. modern and actually, like, quite progressive mm. I don't feel as though like you know 10 years ago 20 years ago when I'm, mm. like people were even thinking like that but yeah yes you've always been like yeah. that I was always like you know um people like they would be like you get the celebrities who they wanted to there's nothing wrong with it I I think that if you're that outgoing person and you want to go to every party and be seen at every openness so I think that's fantastic it just was never who I was and away from like doing music you'd never really see me out and about I was just being a mum and for some people they're like oh no I can't stand it I don't want you know what I mean 
um, it was what I needed to do and I felt more comfortable and it, it, it just allowed me to be myself. It allowed me to take time. And I didn't even realize now when I think about that's what I was doing, but you're right, yeah. the whole ideology and, and all the things that, you know, I speak of, they, they're now the trend that that, yeah. not even trend, it's what people need to do and we're doing a lot less of back in those days. And I believe I was very selfish and I needed to be selfish. You did. You it's a good I mean? selfish, a good yes, kind no, of selfish. 100%, um, you know, as opposed to being like selfless, whereas now I'm like, mm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm selfish. But in those, you know, in, I was selfish, but I was doing things where you put your kids first, which parents do. But saying now I'm like, uh-uh, I'm being selfish now, honey. But I was selfish then for my own protection and it worked. And I think yeah. that's all you can do. And I think that now I'm glad that people are more aware and more mind aware because, you know, I think for a long time people didn't talk about mental health and stuff like that. And I think because I've always been a talker, I never got a chance to bottle it up because if you were going to get it, I'm going to tell you what's up. Okay, you're going to know about it. Be. I you know what I mean? So, and there's, I think that's better. I think you'll find the people who carry those things less and, and do probably get less of a mental health issue is because they're the ones talking more. And it's those people who told you've got to be strong. So hence why men are a lot affected too, but they're right. like silently they're being affected and, and it causes so many things. But I just think if, we can all just allow, let everyone know you must talk. Do not keep it in because you're you're like a time bomb and you will explode and not in necessarily the best way. You know what I mean? And in, in, in effect, it could be detrimental to yourself. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I'm an advocate for that to this day. Talk. Yeah, no, no yeah. I, I absolutely agree. A problem shared yeah. is a problem halved at the end 100%. of the day, I believe. I also think as well, like, if you look at the songs you've had out, yeah. you know, each thing, each single one has been yeah. very strong, you yeah. know, a complete banger, very yeah. memorable, like Jeez. all, all charted well. But also, like because you you took yourself away, you were able to yeah. like have your children, nurture your kids, nurture yeah. that relationship, be a good man. Whenever you came back, it's because you had something to say, you um, had something definitely. worth saying. <laughs> and I just think I don't know, mate. Like you just got the balance right, and whether it was unintentional or what, like yeah. I think we could all even like generations come and gen z whatever yeah. it is learn a lot from the way you did things oh thank you i know my record company weren't always happy they're like oh my god it's like she's a new artist if she, she takes this long we have to kind of reintroduce her to everyone again but i'm like we just got to do i can't give you anything any quicker than what i'm oh, doing get so off me back exactly <laughs> precisely <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
So, mate, very recently you have done a little bit of TV. You did the mask. You did the masked singer. You've yeah. got to tell us yeah. what it was like, mate, because I love that show. Oh my god! I mean, you know, the idea of it was just incredible. But the first day I was recording, I, I was like, I'm, I'm quitting because I was menopausal. You've oh, got you're sweating your tits up. off. Yeah, and then I'm, and then I'm like, I didn't realise I was claustrophobic until you put this thing on then yeah. on my head and expect me to walk. And I nearly like, I nearly quit the show. But they got amazing people. And the moment I could relax into it, I was like, you know what, this is really cool. And then you realise, like, I realised the magnitude of what we were doing. The idea of, I always tell people this military and the army don't have didn't have anything on the mass singer because i was there and i never knew who anybody was it wasn't until i was at home watching it like everybody else i'm like oh my god yeah i didn't know that mel b was in the room or you just don't know anyone because they're so clever you don't know the the ethnicity of anyone nothing you're not allowed to speak so now i look back i think what an incredible thing you know in my heart i'll always be harlequin and it was just a phenomenal time. And what a time during lockdown to be able to do something so big. So I'm forever, I've got that to be thankful for because we didn't get a chance to do like performances, you know what I mean? So to yeah. actually be on TV, it was all in a safe environment. It was fantastic and love it. I love the out, everything was incredible. So my time doing The Masked Singer was so memorable. I'll never forget it, it was fantastic. Oh, mate, honestly, it was so good. I do love it. Um, let's talk celebrity fans because oh, wow. I, I know probably over the years you've had so many, but like more recently, Adele and Stormzy yes. are huge fans wow. of yours as well, aren't yeah. they? You know what? It was incredible. I mean, I've always loved Adele, and yeah, me um, too. You know, I mean, she is super, super, mega, mega, and just the idea of being approached to, you know open up for her for you know British summertime Hyde Park it was a case of what and you know I just couldn't believe it and then you know she'd handpicked these different females and I was one of them and I was going to be that I was the act before she'd come on stage and wow. I remember thinking who's going to stick around or even be there before you know she gets on stage because she's incredible she was incredible oh. I remember going out on stage and then I was doing a performance and she was there in her rollers this woman is just incredible and she's like she's so huge she doesn't have to work I mean most of us probably wouldn't come out in rollers but she she looked I mean come on she made rollers like the, yeah. the thing where I mean all right they did say what's her name Hilda Ogden from what's it Coronation Street Coronation Street I love that's it but <laughs> she was incredible and um and then, so that happened and I supported her for two days. And then not long after that, we got the call from Stormzy's um, camp saying about me, you know, to be in this video. And I didn't even know what kind of thing. I just felt like, oh my God, he's another megastar. He's incredible and so lovely. And I didn't meet him until the video. And I just thought, oh my God, this is really cool. So I'm like, and if you've got kids, I'm like, mm -hmm, look, look at me now. I'm in a Stormzy video, such a kid. I'm, I'm a grandma. I'm not supposed to be being childlike, but I am. I don't care. I'll own it. That yeah. was another incredible thing. And then just to see the different people he had in the video and the lineup was phenomenal. So just to have been included totally humbled me again. And I'm like, wow, what's going to happen? Because it's, it's so many great things are happening, but now I've got, these are all memorable things again that I'll never stop talking about. I'll never stop feeling gassed about. And yeah, wow. You know, all I can say is wow, wow, and wow some more. That's a Kylie song, right? For the, <laughs> a tune. 
<laughs> you're such a gorgeous, humble person, Gabrielle. Honestly, <laughs> no wonder you've had a career span in decades. Like, but you're just so nice. I'd be like, yeah, fucking get her on the show. Speak crap, wicked crap. Oh man, yeah. it was amazing to do. We've had a lot. Of, like, we've talked a lot about. Mm-hmm the highs of your incredible yeah. career and it's been really yeah. easy to do because you've yeah. had so many 100%, yeah but with life there is yes. always light and I shade oh, and yes. I wondered if you'd had like any low points of your career or moments that stick out as being quite difficult for you oh my god well I never talk about my personal life but the one thing was when I had the partner and that's probably the biggest thing that was like the low but aside from that because now we're talking over 20 odd years so I'm feeling like you know no actually we're talking about yeah nearly 27 28 years ago so now I'm like that was probably one of the lowest times but the fact that you can go for those things I mean Rise was born as a, as a consequence of my private life and things going negative but mostly you know over the years I mean you have things that happen in your private life and you're like oh my god don't want to talk about that but for example, I got my brother died about three weeks ago, and so I'm still dealing with that. And he was my baby brother. So, so you're sorry. always going to have that's right. You're always going to have things that you know will choke you, affect you. And I'm like, I can't have this up now. You can't, you know, because it. I'm 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 in kind of promo mode and stuff like that. But at the same time, you realise that things happen, and it's life, and we lose loved ones, and it, and it's it's a it's a heartbreak. But you just have to move on with life, and whether you're you know, we've lost some, whether you're in a relationship and that breaks, you've got to try not to lose yourself. I always say, well, my mum, she's a bit naughty. She'd be like, when you're having a relationship, just make sure you only give 10%. I'm like, mum, that's a bit greedy. 10%? So don't anyone to have this pure love if you're only going to give 10%. But um, I just think you've just got to love yourself. So if anybody comes into your life, you just know that they're not here to make you, not here to make you like they're here to enhance what you already have done. That's it, that's so it. So if they come along, it's a case of, I don't need you, but I kind of like the idea of you being my life. So just the highs and lows now, that's how I approach things, that, you know, and it's like, but nothing so bad that I couldn't overcome. And I've had a lot of sad things, as many people do, but it's about finding the mechanisms that allow you to kind of, you know, transcend all these negative things and all the sad emotions and recognize that you can kind of compartmentalize things, but you know that at the end of the thing, at the end of it all, it's like you must continue on um, because life is an amazing journey that whilst we're still here and whilst we still can, we should enjoy it. Um, and even if you have bad times, as long as you talk, um, we you will overcome these things. It takes time, you know. I I'm grieving, but you will overcome. And and eventually, when you put distance, you'll be like, oh, can't believe I'm this side of it. So you know, in terms of negativity, there's always going to be negativity. But it's how you choose to process, to deal with, to handle, and it's the best way to deal with it for you. You know, you can't look at someone. There's no textbook of how you deal with things that are negative. You do what is right for you in here. And it's about looking after what's in here. So that's where I'm at in terms of negativities. It's like, yeah, it happens. But I've got big shoulders. You have to learn to shrug things off, deal with them and move on. And that's all I can say without without giving too much away. (laughs) No, honestly, it's it's just so, you're so honest and lovely. This is a real it's a real pleasure to talk to you. I wanted to ask in terms of your process, you know, like is is writing songs a part of that for you? Like, 100%. you, is that do you turn your grief, your experiences into your art? 
Yes, there are times when sometimes it becomes so like you become so blurred in terms like your, you know, whether you're grieving, whether you're stressed, whether you, you know, depend that I can't straight away. And then when I'm ready, when my brain is ready to have, you know, when I would say I've properly processed things, that's when I can go into doing what I do for me. And I've always said that when I write, it's therapeutic because I don't know how else to be. And I've always written and it's like, for me, making music, when I go into the studio, I, I say making music, well, I'm, I'm the writer, I'm, I'm the lyricist, I'm the melody, I call it the melody queen. Yeah. The producers, when I go in with them, they write the most beautiful pieces of music. And the moment I hear it, providing it speaks to me, then I can go on to, you know, apply to it what I've gone through, what I've been experiencing and what I've written, you know, as a poem maybe or just like an experience or my emotions and I, I, I translate that into a song. So that's how it works for me. And it's always been an amazing therapeutic process. I'm pleased that you have something like that. That's cathartic yeah. for you. you. Um, do you know what? I'm going to segue into something slightly okay, cool. happier now. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, you know, you strike me as a very positive pigeon, so I, I don't want to dwell on the negative too long. Yeah. You have a very busy and exciting 2024 coming yes. up. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's back and she's better than yes. ever, bitches. <laughs> I love it. I want to know all about your new music, the gigs oh, you wonderful. have coming up, where I can see you. Like, just tell me everything. Oh, wow. Okay, so, right. I've got a new album coming out May the 10th called um, A Place in Your Heart. And um, it was such a fun album to do. I did it. I wrote it with my producer, Ian Barter, who gives me the most incredible music. And we just gel. He's just phenomenal. And um, it's a case of like, we, you know, we got the, the song also got a place in your heart out. And that was a fun thing because I got to do it on Graham Norton. And I, I just can't believe what's happening. We've just got a summer lined up of festivals. Um, I'm going to be touring next year. We've announced a tour, but I'll be doing for 2025. I'll be at the O2 Arena next year and, and a few dates, which I believe you'll be able to see on my website mm. at Gabrielle UK. And um Wow. I mean, I know that my manager, if she starts showing me this and I start quaking in my boots, but before I know it, I'm like, what do you mean? Is this all? I'm on board. But, you know, I'll, 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 tell you, I'll, I'll probably be saying that at the very end, but just excited because I came off a tour last year and I think you, you get the blues pretty quickly. Every other day I was doing shows or every like for three days on one day off. And it was so much fun because, like I said, I didn't have to worry about having the kids. They're all big now. And I just had fun with my band. And um, it's like, I mean, so, I mean, like I said, off the top of my head, I haven't got the dates of where I'm going to be. But you can pretty much find me sat at some festival this year. Doing is, my, yeah. She's out having it exactly. all and summer. Really in the Tom Jones a, a couple of gigs and a few other things. But just, yeah, just, you know, I'm going to be at the Cambridge Club. Club. I think we've got Chaka Khan who's going to be doing the main thing and it's just going to be just exactly and that I've, I've always loved Chaka Khan always wanted yeah. to see her so that'd be this year so just so many things lined up and so much fun because I've got new music and yeah. music, new music is just my life just being able to to write songs and to bring what I've done from the studio onto the stage that's always a dream of mine that I keep being able to keep being able to fulfill so I'm really excited by that 
I'm excited for your summer, mate. You're going to have like a, a hot girl summer. Just yeah, quick, 100%. Just a quick one. Do you fancy Tom Jones a little bit? Because I do. You know what? Who didn't and who yeah. doesn't? He's, I mean, what a sexy geezer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw him a couple of years ago. Um, Ollie Murs invited us to go to um, Love the Ollie Vice. Murs. I know, he's so nice. Um, and I went to the Vice and like, me, obviously me and my grandma were huge fans of Sir Tom. And like, I had had one too many drinks before I met him. <laughs> And I was telling him about how much my grandma loved him. Oh, and I was like, wow. Your grandma fucking loves you. And I was like, but actually, I was like, now I can see you in real life. I was like, I'd actually let you wear me like a hat. And he didn't know. I love it. Honestly, he kept looking at Ollie Mers and be like, what did she just say? Like, it's best if you don't know. So Fantastic. No, amazing. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Oh, well, honestly, let me know how you get on with your summer of love with Sir Tom, Gabrielle. <laughs> I look forward to it. You might um, run from me. No, honestly, if you didn't run from me, girl. Um, I just wanted to say, like, congratulations on everything Thank you've you, achieved and everything Thank you're still you. achieving. Like, I knew I was going to love you. Um, oh, well, I love you too. So nice. Honestly, mate, you're actually, like, people say, oh, don't meet your heroes, don't meet the people you love, but <laughs> I you're hear that. fucking class. Um Thanks. Before I let you go here at Vicky Patterson uh-huh. the Secret 2, okay. we, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give yeah. our lovely listeners a couple of pearls okay. of wisdom. Okay. Um, and you've gave us loads throughout the podcast, so I do feel like I'm being greedy, but I swear this is the last one. Okay. I just wanted to know what your secret was to making your dreams come true. Oh, my gosh. I would say the secret to making my dreams come true was believing in myself, staying on the course when others seem to doubt you, and and just never sway from who you are. Do what you want to do. Do what brings you joy. And I I believe the rest will come. And and I feel that's what happened to me. And I've got yeah. I'm I'm living the dream. And, and as you can too. Just believe in yourself. Yeah. That was such lovely advice for the <laughs> one and only fucking guy. <laughs> Thank you, my darling. You're a diamond. You are. Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled. Thank you so much for making thank me Thank you. Me. You've been good. You're gorgeous. And thank you. You've made my day, my darling. Thank you. And maybe meet in real life one day, okay? I would absolutely love to, girl. I'm <laughs> definitely going to come see you in one of your gigs. Oh my God, that was Gabrielle, me, Gabrielle. I know all sense of professionalism just totally went out the window, but I was so excited and so nervous. I hope I managed to keep my cool. I was sweating from behind the knees and everything. She's even better than I thought she'd be. Honestly, her songs are like the soundtrack to my youth. Oh, I loved her. Right. Ooh, calm down. Gabrielle is everywhere this summer. She wasn't kidding. She's got loads of gigs. So if you want to catch her in real life, please head to our website now. Just Google her. You'll find everything there. What an episode. God. Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. If you're loving it, please tell your mates about it. Leave a review. Do all of the lovely podcasty things. And if you prefer to consume your content in a more visual way, that's in a very fancy, then you can head to our YouTube. Have the very best week, everybody. You deserve it.